Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're going to continue our meaty week with another recipe for the carnivorous. So again, this is not the episode for vegans or vegetarians. You know, when it gets cold like this, we often forget that we can dry out very quickly. That wind can whip the moisture out of our skin. So one of the really good parts about this time of year is a nice warm soup um, or a nice hot beverage. Notice what I'm saying has a lot of liquid and juice to put that dryness to the side and fill us up again with not just heat, but moisture. So today we're going to do something very moisture based, especially with that white stuff that used to be moisture in the air and is now a little bit more solid like ice, that snow. Today we're going to talk about making a special kind of stock. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on meat. Because what we're going to do today is we're going to make very special stocks. Mmm, lots of water involved in this episode. So, let's get started. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about some things that are delicious, but you don't find in the grocery store all the time. Now, I know you know you can make soup from chicken stock or beef stock. But what about goat stock? Meh, goat stock. That's right. Today we're going to talk about how to make goat stock. So, if this is not your thing, no hard feelings. I don't want to be stubborn about it and make you do it. Get it? Stubborn? Stubborn goats? Alright, this is going to be a long episode. Okay, so... One of the first things you want to do is, like any other recipe, select your meats when you're making stock. So you can select either meaty bits that you can eat later, although they won't have a whole lot of flavor after you've boiled them for hours, or you can use something along the line of just bones. And a lot of people call it bone broth. I was, that's just, no. I was taught that it's, you make stock with it because you're adding stuff to it. So, you know, whatever you want to call it, call it that, but we're going to make some stock out of some goat. Now, some of you who are meat eaters may be a little hesitant to try goat, and I get that. Things that are new or unfamiliar can be a little intimidating. But trust me, goat doesn't taste bad at all. As a matter of fact, I grew up eating goat. We didn't prepare it at our house. We were more of a pork-based family. Um, I grew out of that because that's just not my thing now. But that's what I grew up in. But the people next door had goat. And we got to eat their goat. We also had deer at our house. So the recipe is not that far off. Just keep in mind that for deer, you're going to want to use bones because you want to get the gelatin out of the marrow out of the bones and not so much just out of the meat because the meat doesn't have a lot of fat which is fine but it's a different kind of process and you're going to need a big stock pot of water that's the first thing you're going to need big stock pot lots of water you're also going to probably want some 
onions or shallots. You're going to want some garlic. You may want a leek. You're going to use the white part of the leek if you do this. Make sure you clean it out and rinse it out very well because leeks grow in sandy soil. And you may want a carrot. If not a carrot, you can use something else. You can even put a little bit of ginger in there. You know, just to give yourself a little kick. Put the spices that you like. Always recommend adding a little winter savory if you are growing it because it has that just that little pungent little kick and maybe some peppercorns. And there you go. You've got the beginning of your goat. Your goat stock, that is. Now what you're going to do before you put everything together in that pot, you're going to boil your bones and your meat or just your meat or just your bones a little bit first and take that first, that first water and pour it off. Bring it to a boil, let it boil for about five minutes, pour that first water off and, and rinse your meat. Then you're going to put everything together in the pot. There should be enough water in the pot to cover it completely. Now, if this is going to be just a small concentrated stock, just to where it just covers up the water um, over the meat and stuff, just about halfway in the pot, that would be fine. If this is a big pot of stock, you've got a lot in there, and you've got a big, big stock pot, fill it all the way up with water and let it boil for like maybe four hours. Why not? Let it boil. Just make sure you have enough meat in there. If the meat was cooked before, like if you've cooked it and these are leftover bones, then that'll still be usable. You can still add the flavor. You might want to add a little bit extra raw meat to it if you can, but you don't have to. If you have bones and you they're raw and you want a little bit of a depth to your flavor, you can roast them in the oven for a little bit for about, uh, about 15 minutes just to get some more complexity. You can also break those bones too to get the marrow out and it'll be it'll be worth it it'll really be worth it the longer it cooks the better it is and then once it's cooked about three or four hours it's cooked down reduced and take it off of the stove and then you're going to wind up uh, straining all the meat and all the veg and the aromatics and the herbs out now here's something you want to remember Now, here's something you want to remember. There's two very important things. Number one, I want you to pay attention. Number one, do not boil your stock when you're, you know, doing your stock. Do not bring it a boil to a boil the second time. The first time you're boiling it, you know, boiling off the the foam and everything else. Get rid of that. You put your bones back in. You put your vegetables vegetables in. And you're going to bring your stock up to a simmer. It's not going to be boiling. You want to simmer it because it's slow and low to get all the flavors out. Another thing you want to remember, it should not be bitter. Do not let your stock become bitter. Another thing to remember, do not add salt to your stock unless you're about to use it right now. Do not do that. Let it cook. Let the flavors meld on their own. It's very important. Something else that's critical, 
do not add brassicas. What do I mean by what do I mean by brassicas? Don't add anything that comes from the mustard family. Well, what is that? So let's talk about it. Do not add turnips. Do not add collards. Do not add mustard greens. Do not add broccoli. Do not add cabbage. Do not add anything like kohlrabi. None of that. Don't add squashes either. Don't put any of that in there for your stock because it's not going to come out like you want. Do not add radishes. Um, I think I said that. Don't put that in there. Just keep it easy. Keep it simple. Keep it nice. Then once it's done, let it cool down a little bit to where you can handle the pot. Strain it through some cheesecloth into your receptacles. If you've got a sieve, use it. Strain it through the cheesecloth into your washed, sterilized jars for storage. Now here's something else to keep in mind. Once it cools down, it's, it's going to get like a gelatinous kind of texture. That's what you want. You want that. But while it's cooking, while it's simmering, if you have a lot of foam, take that off. You don't want that in there. Skim that off. You can keep the fat, though. You can keep the fat. Now, that's a matter of taste. Some people don't want the fat in there almost at all. Other people like a good, thick, rich fat. It's up to you what you want to do. But what you will do is strain everything out when you're putting it into the jars. Let the jars come down to room temperature, and then you're going to put them in the fridge, or into the you're going to pour them into the freezer. Now here's the thing, you or you you know you might put it into a silicone bag, but here's the thing: if you're canning this, follow canning instructions that you would use for a regular stock. If you want an additional layer of flavor while you're simmering this, you can also use a beef bouillon cube. It's up to you. It has to be what tastes good to you later. Just remember, we're making a stock. This is not something to put into a mug and drink by itself. This is something to build up another dish. You can use it in a rice. You can use it as the base for a soup or a stew. You can definitely use it to make something lovely to add to a yummy, yummy set of noodles. But again, this is not something to drink by itself. It is a foundational piece to a meal. So this is not something you'd put in a thermos and sip on. It's not going to have that kind of flavor. Now that we have listened to this particular set of instructions for goat, I want to talk about something very dear to my heart. And that's deer stock. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. Well, maybe it was. Okay, so remember how we made the goat stock. You can do the same thing with the deer meat. Understand deer meat's a little more lean. So it might be better to focus on the bones. Besides, deer meat is precious. You're probably not going to let many people have the meat itself anyway. You're going to use the bones. 
crack those bones. Add a tiny bit of raw apple cider vinegar as well when you're processing deer. That's what I was told. I don't know why, other than the fact that they say that it helps bring out the full uh, flavor and the full range of the gelatin and everything else in the joints. But, you know, make sure that when you're boiling it down, add that little bit and that'll give you what you need. Uh, Another thing you want to point out when you are processing your deer, if you're doing it, you can remember if someone else is doing it, then this will be a good time to remind them that any joints or bones that they're not going to use when they're processing, like the lower leg or something like that, that they might not keep, tell them that you want it. You want that piece so that you can use it to make your deer stock. Why, you know, throw something away that can be used and be lovely for the rest of the year, right? So make sure you get that piece. And even though this is a particular episode about deer, you know, stocks and waters and everything, I want you to keep in mind that you can make stock out of other animals. You should be able to make bear stock. You should be able to make beaver stock. But it really comes down to what's available. And shout out to Min Young, excuse me, Min Jung, because she is the one who taught me that if you're going to, and I didn't do it myself yet, but if you're cooking a beaver, you spin the beaver when she was showing it. You just spin it around and they were roasting it over the fire that way. It was awesome to watch. And now that I've actually been up close and personal with a beaver and seen how big they are, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of spinning. But um, shout out to her. But, you know, and the reason I thought about it is because this episode is about nutrition and water and feeding our souls and keeping ourselves moisturized from within and the the water. Remember we did an episode on water and how important water is to everyone. You know, it doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter your people. Water pretty much runs through the lives of all of us, especially here in Michigan. We are very cognizant of water because we are surrounded at all times and all sides by water, water in the air, water through snow and lake effect, water through rivers and streams and freshets, depending on the time of the year. So that's, that's a thing. And, um, I, I just, it, it unites us. And I want to, at this time, take a moment to talk about the sponsor, our special sponsor of this episode. Special thanks to our sponsor, Water Magic by Lilith Dorsey. Cleansing and strong, the power of water is all around you and in you. Learn to access the enormous depths of this life-giving and powerful element, and it will enhance your magic and help you grow into a better version of yourself. Lilith Dorsey presents many ways for you to incorporate water into your magic. From washes and baths to spells and rituals. Discover how to use 
the symbols of water in your magical workings. Learn the histories and wisdom of rivers, lakes, and oceans, as well as water's relationship to the wheel of the year. Get your copy of Water Magic by Lilith Dorsey at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Thank you for this episode of My Magical Cottage Core Life. You know, something else that I love about making stock is that it doesn't have to be just one thing. I don't know about you, but I like to combine different things. You know how they make fish stock and they don't just use one kind of fish? You can make a seafood stock. You can do the same thing with other animal parts. I know, at this point, my vegetarians are not having the best day in this episode. I'm sorry. But for my meat eaters, this is your day. There's nothing to keep you from combining rabbit and chicken bones together to make a good stock. It'll be tasty, it'll be different, it'll be delightful. It'll be just the thing to warm you up and bring some much needed moisture after being outside in that wind. That wind is taking away every bit of our moisture right now and getting us ready for the depths of winter. Winter is coming. Okay, I'm only going to say that once. I'm not sponsored by anyone or any franchise. I just wanted to say it. So, it is what it is. And now we've come to the end of another Thanksgiving week episode. Very meat heavy this week. Very meat heavy. But I'm I'm kind of like floating the idea of soup to make it not so heavy. You get it? You get it? Floating like soup? Floating around like stock? Floating meat in the water? And we had a water sponsor. You get it? You you do get it, right? Oh, Oh, come on! It was not that bad! There is always always room for a mom joke always and my friends you you get it right my friends love my mom jokes except when I tell them and we're friends right I think we are so I can't wait to hear about your wonderful times that you spent with your families and if you are maybe not so much with your family this week you can see me as a friend and you can listen to my episodes and know that I am actually setting a candle out for all my listeners this Thursday all of them for American Thanksgiving have to be specific because there's a Canadian one you know what I can't fix it I can't fix the disconnect between the two countries but there is a bridge and I look forward to sharing time and thinking of you here on my magical cottage core life <laughs>